Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring comedian Steve Allen, vocalist Mamie Van Dorn, and a complete episode of one of the most famous programs in radio history, The Shadow. The Shadow made its first appearance on a radio program for Street and Smith's Detective Story magazine. The program featured a dramatization of stories from the magazine. They came up with the idea of The Shadow becoming the narrator, an ethereal, disembodied voice that knew everything. The program became so successful that in order to copyright the idea, Street and Smith began publishing a new magazine called The Shadow. By the time the program began its regular series on the mutual broadcasting system in 1936, The Shadow was no longer just the narrator, but the principal character of the show. One of the first actors to play the part of The Shadow was Orson Welles. This was some time before he frightened the nation out of its wits with his War of the Worlds broadcast in October 1938. The actor whose voice is best known as The Shadow is Brett Morrison. He played the role longer than anyone. And now here's one of the episodes titled The Computer Calculates, But the Shadow Knows. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Now, a thrilling adventure of the Shadow in his hard and relentless fight against the forces of evil, demonstrating to young and old alike that crime does not pay. The Shadow, a mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Now, listen to The Computer Calculates, But the Shadow Knows. One morning at the busy metropolitan branch of the Pinecrest National Bank, two men enter unobtrusively and speak to another customer at the writing counter. Okay, the alarm system is out of commission. The hidden camera is disconnected. Every guard is covered. The mercury chemical payrolls in cage number five, boss. Okay, here we go. Let's make this job one, two, three. Okay, everybody, this is a stick-up. Everybody freeze. What is this? That way nobody gets hurt. All right, boys, make it fast. What's this all about? Lamont, are you ready to go? Go? To the dog show, had you forgotten? Oh, I was hoping you had. Lamont, are you anti-dog? <laughs> Some of my best friends are dogs. 
cats, too. So next month, we'll go to the cat show. Oh, I have to see the poodles. Well, look who's here and in a hurry. Commissioner Weston, of all people. Oh, hello, Cranston, Miss Lane. I had no idea you were a dog fancier. I'm supposed to meet my wife here, but I have to leave. Just got word the Pinecrest National Bank was held up ten minutes ago. Hundred thousand dollars in a clean getaway. Another perfect crime, Cranston. It went like clockwork. See you around. Well, good luck, Commissioner. The poor man always has such problems. And his problems are ours, I'm afraid. Uh, Cranston, Lamont Cranston, as I live and breathe. Brenner, what are you doing here? A lady friend of mine wants a poodle. Uh, Margot, this is Charlie Brenner. We were at college together. Charlie, this is Miss Lane. My pleasure, Miss Lane. Mr. Brenner? Well, uh, what are you doing now? Uh, be proud of your old school chum, Cranston. The Brenner Electronic Data Company. That's me. Electronics? Well, that's quite a field. Yeah, here's my card. Take a run out to my plant. I'd like to show you around. <laughs> Could be interesting. Well, you must be doing well. Well, not as well just yet as the guys who knocked off that Pinecrest Bank just now. A hundred thousand dollars in ten minutes of work, not bad, eh? Yeah, the things some people will do for money. Well, I have to take a look at Terriers and then get back to my place. But uh, stop by, Cranston. It's a promise. Nice meeting you, Miss Lane. Bye, Mr. Brenner. Hold it, guys. Hold it. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. I'm glad you could all attend this meeting. I'm sure you're all now quite satisfied that my computer is really in business. Over a period of six months, ten perfect operations have been successfully conducted by various members of your fraternity. Like today, just three hours ago, one of you picked up an easy $100,000. In short, gentlemen, the Brenner electronic computer is infallible. You have seen it put to the test. And I think you all now agree that my fee of 20% of the take is quite reasonable. It's cheap at half the price, Brenner. <laughs> We're really in business with this think tank of yours, Brenner. Gentlemen, the Brenner computer is ready for your assignments. I don't even understand how television works, much less electronic computers. Well, I've just developed an interest in the subject myself. But why? Basic curiosity. We ran into Commissioner Weston ten minutes after the bank holdup. The news had certainly not been broadcast. But a minute later... Charlie Brenner knew the exact amount of money that had been stolen. Yes. Oh, my, my. Oh, there's the place now. We'll park near the gate. What a dismal part of town. Well, delighted you dropped in so soon, Cranston. You too, Miss Lane. We may be going out of town soon, and Lamont was dying to see your computer. Well, there it is. Ten long years of hard work, Cranston. I'm impressed. Uh, but what does it do? <laughs> Ask Johnny McNeil. Hey, Johnny, come over here. Johnny is my chief engineer and a genius, too. Oh, yes, Cranston, I admit I'm one. Hey, Johnny, uh, tell Mr. Cranston and Miss Lane what the Brenner computer can do. Well, in simple language, its potential is limitless, provided sufficient data is fed into it. Even now, it could solve almost any mystery of the ages, any puzzle. Ask it any worthwhile question, and it will provide the answer. It could be a great contribution to society. Society. <laughs> Cranston, society has done absolutely nothing for me. It can look after itself. I owe it nothing. Right, Jenny? Right, Mr. Brenner. Sure, I like your friend. Oh, we were never really friends. You know what I think? What do you think? I think you think that crazy computer had something to do with that bank robbery and maybe some of the other robberies of late. Oh, you're just suspicious. 
I used to be a very nice girl, simple-minded and everything. I think you still are. Simple-minded? Nice. But you know, sometime tonight, the shadow will visit that plant and inspect the confidential files. You're working late, Mr. Brenner. Uh, so are you, Johnny. Why don't you call it a day and go home? I have to check something in the files. Well, there's nobody here, but that file cabinet was closing. Somebody is here. Who's in this room? Somebody's here. Where are you? One thing you may not know, my friend, but we usually carry guns in this place. All right, where are you? Speak up! <laughs> who, who is it? The Shadow. Shadow? You've heard of the Shadow? What do you want here? Say something or I'll start shooting. Sorry I had to do that, my friend. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? You talking to somebody? Uh, what the... Hey, Johnny, what's going on in here? He... He hit me. He was looking through the files. I caught him at it. Who? The shadow, Mr. Brenner. He was here in this room. He's invisible. Nobody can see him. He's... Gone now, I think. Uh, Johnny, maybe you've been drinking on the job, huh? You know, this fellow Brenner is a genius. His files are absolutely fantastic. The most intimate details about every bank in this area, every jewelry collection, every big fur storage company. Think of it, Margot. This computer at the disposal of the underworld, it's actually frightening. Can you do anything about it? Well, a computer believes anything it's told. <laughs> Okay, boys, it goes just like before. Like clockwork, eh, boss? In ten seconds, we get out of the car. Joey takes it into the parking lot and stays with it for exactly seven minutes and then comes out. Boss, there's no parking lot there. Look. Oh, that lousy computer. It said there was. All right, never mind. Stop the car, Joey. Okay. Everybody out. Joey, drive around the block once. The rest of the job goes on schedule. Come on. All right, no slip-ups now. Let's go in. Okay, in three seconds, the alarm system and hidden camera will be out of order. They're on the same switch. Okay, everybody, this is a stick-up. Nobody moves. <laughs> hey, boys, you said they're telling Cage 4 was a girl. It's a guy. What's going on with that music? I got the wrong switch. They turned the music on. Nobody move. Okay, take number four. The payroll goes in there. Okay, you're behind the cage. Fill us back. Hurry up, buddy! I'm not your buddy. I'm a Princeton hey, man. Johnny, what happened to the computer? Nothing, Mr. Brenner. Everything went wrong on that bank job. The teller in number four cage was supposed to be a girl. Instead, it was a guy just out of college, a boxing champion. He jumped over that cage before Cerisi and his boys knew what was happening. And then the police came in. Forty-two policemen. Payday. They were cashing their checks. Uh, Johnny, unless we find out what went wrong with the computer, we're out of business. Nothing went wrong. Somebody fed false data into it. The shadow. Yes, Mr. Brenner, the shadow. All right. Then we have to settle with the shadow. The computer's going to tell us who the shadow is. 
Lamont, is it possible? I mean, could that Brenner computer really find out who the shadow is? Yes, it could. Darling, I'm scared. All it has to do is find a pattern. Who is constantly in the vicinity of a crime in which the shadow is involved? Careful research in newspaper and magazine files. The questioning of criminals who've had contact with the shadow. And the computer will come up with the right answer. It could, yes. I suppose I'll have to continue to keep a close watch on it. Perhaps help it along. It's coming through, Johnny. I think we've done it. Okay. Here's the data sheet, Johnny. Look. Incredible. I don't believe it. I think I'll make a phone call. Commissioner Weston, please. This is Charles Brenner of Brenner Electronics. Commissioner Weston, what can I do for you, Mr. Brenner? You could come to my office and we could have a talk. What's on your mind? The shadow. The shadow? Yes, I know who the shadow is. I'll expect you here in one hour, Commissioner. You didn't waste any time, Commissioner. Let's say I have a long time interest in the shadow. Sit down. And you know who the shadow is? We both know, Commissioner. I didn't come here to play games. But you've been playing games for years. What's on your mind? Rest easy, Commissioner. I can keep a secret, too. I'm still listening. I'll spill it out, Commissioner. My computer says you are the shadow. Your computer must be some kind of nut. My computer is infallible, Commissioner, so let's not waste time. All right. Commissioner, you may know that behind the cover of a legitimate business, I'm now providing a special service to the underworld. Okay, fella. So I know it. Keep talking. And I, uh, I don't know how you accomplish this shadow trick, but it's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you want your secret kept? You wouldn't want it known you were the shadow. You got a point there. And you say a computer figured out I was the shadow. Well, may I say this, Commissioner? Between my computer and the shadow, there's no limit to what we could accomplish. Oh, yes, Commissioner. My computer. <laughs> what? How about that, Brenner? We have company. No. This is the shadow. Good evening, Commissioner. I figured you had to be around. No, it's not possible. The computer's infallible. It cannot make a mistake. This is a trick. The computer cannot make a mistake. It's your goop this time, fella. Put that gun away. No, you know too much. Johnny, get in here! Pick up his gun, Commissioner. What's happening, Mr. Brenner? Uh, Johnny! Johnny can tell you the computer can't make mistakes. It makes no sense. The computer's a very gullible creation, Mr. Brenner. I fed it a great deal of misinformation that it believed. You had no right Put to... your coat on, Brenner. And you too, McNeil. Let's go downtown. <laughs> Crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Comedian Steve Allen did a parody of The Shadow on his television show in the mid 50s. See if you get a charge out of Steve Allen as The Coward. This is a waterfront cafe in the heart of a great seaport. My job, deliver a top secret message. My name, Sam Allen. 
better known as the coward. <laughs> this was a dangerous job, but I didn't have to be picked for it. I volunteered. Yes, I volunteered because I was courageous. I was adventurous. I was drunk. <laughs> now that I was here, all I had to do was wait. I sat for a while and listened to the familiar sounds of the waterfront coming through the window. The distant foghorns. The boat whistles. The clang of the bellboys. The chug-chug of the tugboats. All those familiar waterfront sounds. under my skin. I had to shut them out. <laughs> that was better. Now I was nervous. My hand was shaking. I needed a drink. A drink always steadied my hand. That was better. Now I had a strange feeling I was being watched. I could feel eyes watching me, staring at me. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Maybe the eyes were just my imagination. But now suddenly I knew I wasn't alone. dim light, I couldn't make out who it was. <laughs> I took out my flashlight and investigated. <laughs> it was a girl. <laughs> I had to find out if I could trust her, so I asked her. Listen, sister, can I trust you? Sure, you can trust me, big boy. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> well, now can you trust me? Yes, but I can't trust myself. <laughs> Would you care for a little snifter? Well, frankly, I'd rather have something to drink if you don't mind. Say. Have another? <coughs> she knew what she was doing. She was trying to get me drunk so I would talk. Now, listen, sister, I gotta tell you something, I gotta tell you something. Now she tried to sober me up. I was so drunk she couldn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> then she tried another angle to soften me up. Do I want you? Oh my, do I, honey? Did I do? 
I knew what she wanted, the secret message. She called her henchman. <laughs> now I was up against it. This guy was tough. I had to get out of this. I tried an old trick. Look behind you. It didn't work. There was no one behind him. Are you a wise guy? No. You know what happens to wise guys? No. You know what happens to wise guys? No. Sit down here in that chair, and I'll show you what happens to wise guys. And take your beating like a man. All right, but I'd rather have you give it to me like a woman. Raising yourself. You. This guy was desperate. He wanted the secret message. There was only one way to get rid of him, so I did it. I gave him the message. I knew what I was doing. Because I am the coward. up this edition of the golden days of radio. Now here's a thought to remember. The skyscraper is America's unique contribution to the skyline. From the first 10-story building in 1884, they've gone over 100 stories. And of all the tallest structures in the world, all but three are in the United States. Onward and upward we go. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, inviting you back next time for more great shows and personalities. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>